What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, and areas of the five boroughs. I'm here to help and guide you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app owned by Spotify. Why are you wasting your money on on a hosting site to promote your show and limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. It provides creation tools for you to edit, add music intros, outros, even background music, monetize, and distribute your podcast to streaming platforms. That way, you can listen to Off the Meat Rat Chain's New York podcast episodes, the comedy entertainment unfiltered show about various topics in entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Plus, my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, which is also on Anchor and streaming services as well. It's an entertainment review show about the bodies of work of music artists such as rappers, singers, movies, and TV shows to determine whether they are a classic, fire, and masterpiece. Here's a bonus I want to point out about another feature is that you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships with no minimum listenership. These are the important keys to make a podcast. If you like to create a podcast and be a host like I'm doing right now, all you got to do is download the free Anchor phone app on your phones, computers, tablets, and laptops, or you can check out anchor.fm to get a head start on your podcast right now. Take advantage of the opportunity thrown in your face. If I can reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you for listening to the tips on how to start a podcast. Let's go. Hey, good evening, everyone that's tuning in from all around the world, including Canada, USA, regions of Long Island, plus the areas of the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. 
I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka YouTuber with two shows on YouTube, aka Rookie Podcaster of Queens, New York. And you are now tuning in and rocking with Off the Meat Rack Chains, New York Podcast, episode 54. I feel refreshed from a two week hiatus. Sorry for the long delay. I had to take some time off to, you know, regroup and rejuvenate as far as like, you know, mental health, um, as far as some on bios, which I will talk about that in, in a future episode, but, but not, but not today. So I hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope everybody had, um, you know, a great time. And I hope everyone was safe. So, so here we, here we go. Um, first and foremost, if you are new to the chan the channel, and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry, I got you. All you got to do is go subscribe to the YouTube channel G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five for more video content, including the episodes being posted after the recordings. Be sure to leave a like and a comment alongside with the episodes and topics. And also be sure to tap the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes on the air live via live stream. Upcoming episodes, previous recorded episodes. And be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Be sure to leave a like and be sure to rate be sure to download your favorite episodes which is which is important which helps the show grow more um <clears throat> and also don't forget to share the audio streaming platforms along with the podcast which i will discuss at the end of the show so um now um the first segment of today is chatting all the jazz. Let's give a little sound effect for this segment here. In today's chatting all the jazz segment is about the topics, not just the ones that's trending, but the ones that don't get any recognition. And sometimes I do touch on mass transit because as a commuter who takes two buses, um, I feel like no podcaster out there is actually talking about this. So I figure I'll talk, I'll talk about it on a frequent basis, just not in every episode, but on a frequent basis. That's important to me. So our first topic has to do with a cicada in Ohio that actually caused a car crash. Yes, I know this is terrible news that I have to start right there, though, man. But let me let me give you the rundown of what happened here, according to USA Today. And this took place June 9th, 2021 of this year, which is about two months ago. But I had to shuffle around the episodes. But anyway, I digress on that one. So. The cicada invasion was responsible for a Monday crash in Ohio, Cincinnati police police said. 
The cicada flew through an open car window, striking the driver in the face, causing a single car crash in Cincinnati's East End neighborhood, police said in a Twitter post. The driver suffered minor injuries, but the vehicle sustained heavy damage, CBS reported. <clears throat> this year's batch of periodical cicadas known as Brood X has interfered with travel across the East Coast this season. A swarm infested the exterior hall of the White House press plane Tuesday night, delaying the aircraft flight by more than six and a half hours. Sheesh, that sucks. Twitter reaction to the Ohio crash was predictable and good advice. And I feel bad for the person who actually had that car crash. I hope that the person is, you know, you know, don't have any serious injuries. <clears throat> Let's, um, we're going to go to the next topic. I don't really have too much to say on that one. Um, so next topic has to do with National Geographic. And yes, National Geographic, yes, the one that you hear on TV most of the time about nature and stuff. So in this case, um, another article from USA Today has to do with um, adding a fifth ocean, which I find that interesting. So I decided to talk about it. So I'll talk about this in this article. So let's get into it. Okay, now let's go to, all right. For the first time in over a century, there's a new ocean on the map. That's according to National Geographic, which Tuesday announced that it is officially recognizing the body of water surrounding the Arctic as the Southern Ocean, making it the fifth ocean alongside the Arctic, Atlantic, Indian, and Pacific. Wow, how about a round of applause for this right here? All right, that sounds like good news. <clears throat> All right, let's, let's keep going here. So in quote, the Southern Ocean has long been recognized by scientists, but because there was never agreement internationally, we never officially recognized it. National Geographic Society, geographer, um, excuse me, geographer Alex Tate told the magazine. The new ocean extends in a ring from Antarctica's coastline to 60 degrees south latitude. According to National Geographic, the, the differentiates from other oceans in its designation by current, not by continent. The area is slightly bigger than twice the size of the US. The Central Intelligence Agency's website says. <clears throat> the society generally follows the International Hydrographic 
organization names and though the IHO recognized the Southern Ocean in its 1937 guidelines. It repealed the designation in 1953 and has yet to reinstate it. Yet the U.S. Board on Geographic Names has used the Southern Ocean names since 1999. Who knew? And the National Ocean, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration recognized it in February. Okay, why the change now? It's due to the conservation efforts surrounding the Southern Ocean. The Southern Ocean, in quote, encompasses unique and fragile marine ecosystems that are home to wonderful marine life, such as whales, penguins, and seals. National Geographic Explorer in residence, Enric Salsa told the magazine. Thousands of species live in the Southern Ocean and nowhere else, and impacts of fishing on the region have been felt for decades, reported the magazine. And scientists are currently voicing concern about how climate change is altering the Southern Ocean. Last month, the world's largest iceberg, which was more than three times the size of Los Angeles, broke off from Antarctica. Hold on. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that, folks. Um, <clears throat> where was I? Um, where was I? Where was I? Um, yes. So, um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, the current that had led to its recognition, the Antarctic Circumpolar Current, transports the most water of any current and drives a global circulation system that transports heat around the planet, according to National Geographic. <clears throat> um, yeah, just wanna make sure I'm not muted, so I'm, I'm good. All right. The biggest impact from the change will be on education. Kate told the magazine, Quote, the students learn information about the ocean world through what oceans you are studying, he said. Quote, if you don't include the Southern Ocean, then you don't learn the specifics of it and how important it is. Yes, I can agree with that with this. All right. Um, yes, I can agree with that. Let's see, where did I leave off? Yes. You know, when I was in school, I didn't really know too much about the Southern Ocean, but I did know about the Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean. Um, I did learn about the Indian Ocean and and I forget the other ocean that I learned about, but 
but Southern Ocean is kind of new. And I never, well, not a lot of people knew about it until I actually looked at this. So I feel like that's a good thing that they're recognizing the Southern Ocean as a fifth and final ocean, because you get to learn more about this. And, and you know, speaking of learning, we are going to, and speaking of learning, um, I do want to talk about something that I never had a chance to, never had a chance to talk about here. Um, hold on. Hold on a minute, guys. <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, yeah, we could talk about Dame Dash and his crazy ass. But first, the lawsuit. So the article for Variety has to do with Dame Dash on the reasonable doubt and why the hell he's trying to actually sell reasonable doubt. I don't know, but we're going to get into it after this buzzer. All right. So, all right, let's get to this. So, the Rockefeller CEO and one-time partner to Jay-Z talks suing Hover, being sued by Hover, manning up and what he says makes him free to sell his third of his famed hip-hop label via NFT. Keeping track of what has gone on between Dame da Damon Dash and Jay-Z, one-time friends and co-founders of Rockefeller Records in the last three weeks, has become something of a bloodlust, bloodlusty um, spectator sport with unexpected twists at every turn. One thing for sure, though, when Dash lost in his recent attempt to sell his one-third share of the label via an NFT of Jay-Z's debut album, 1986, Reasonable Doubt, there was no way that defeat would signal the end of the story. Not for Dash. Stay tuned. Dash tells Variety saying that the NFT auction of his much disputed assets could come this week. In spite of anyone else's interpretation about what the legal system has allowed him to do, and quote, I'm not trying to sell everybody else's third, just mine. I'm going to sell it without anybody bothering me, he adds in the Q&A. In June, the opinion of Manhattan Judge John Cronin was that, in quote, Dash can't sell what he doesn't own. By attempting such a sale, Dash has converted a corporate asset and has breached his fiduciary duties, yet the Rockefeller Incorporated CEO contends his NFT of reasonable doubt, which he says is the sole asset of Rockefeller Incorporated, 
will be auctioned to the highest bidder and sooner rather than later. While Dash was waiting to mint the NFT, Dash's lawyer, um, Natraje, um, Behushan sued Jay-Z for supposedly switching reasonable doubt streaming rights from Rockefeller Incorporated to his own LLC in licensing the music to Spotify, Apple, and other streamers. On July 13th, Dash's lawyers filed a summons in New York Supreme Court claiming that Jay-Z transferred all streaming rights to reasonable doubt to S. Carter Enterprises, LLC, without authorization or agreement among Rockefeller Incorporated partners. Hold on, guys. All right. Um, all right. Um, where was I? Okay. Dash claim breached of fiduciary duty, among other charges in the suit, and wants at least one million in damages. All of Dame's current moves from the copyright lawsuit through to claiming he has auction rights to reasonable doubt. Could be seen as either a suicide squeeze or a Hail Mary play. If nothing else, he's talking. I'm being transparent about all this. Is he dash ass referring to Jay-Z? Are, are his lawyers talking? Alex Spiro, an attorney for Sean Carter, um, would not comment on the rec on the record, suggesting that their previous court paperwork and their judge's decision um, speak for themselves. In two interviews with Variety, Dash first speaking alone, and later with attorney um, Natraje B. Hushan talked about the rough time the CEO had unloading Rockefeller how he would have preferred to hammer things out with Jay-Z in a sit-down, and what immediate plans his Damon Dash Productions has in terms of music. Um, so he talked to the people from Variety, and they asked him this question. Um, can we talk about the issues surrounding your copyright lawsuit? And he he states, my main question has forever been, why doesn't he want me to sell my third? Then we look under the hood and it's all snap. There's this change in the copyright that we know Rockefeller Records held. We never saw any changes on our ledgers. When he tried to sell me the company before, I asked him to send me over the ledgers. There was no money of representation through Spotify or any streaming services. So where is any of the money going now? And who authorized any changes to its copyright? I didn't. When they sent me the books, 
is when they sent me their offer to buy me out. I just want some answers to some questions. I'm the boss of Rockefeller Incorporated. Everybody knows I am the CEO and that Jay was the artist. That was our jobs. That's a known fact. Um, so B. Hushan states, in October 1995, there's paperwork where Jay-Z signed on as an artist. Since October 1995, those titles haven't changed as to who has control to call meetings and place restrictions, holds votes, and file litigation. We're filing paperwork as to who is in control of this company before the court. Um, and then Dash says, but why does he want to be my partner so bad that I can't sell my shares? Come Friday, July 16th, a day that Jay-Z and Kareem Burke were scheduled to come, to have a meeting about Rockefeller without Dash. They can't change the bylaws. That is another thing we're disputing. We sent our objections to that as well. It's an unauthorized vote. They're muddying the waters for me to sell. It's going to time to proof but they are looking to alter public perception. My lawyer is filing papers to ask the court to make it that they must abstain from any meetings or votes until such point in time that the auction can take place. The real proof though is that I'm going to do the auction and no one is going to stop me. And then there's another question. Is it our understanding that you take umbrage to any wording that Jay-Z won anything in halting your initial um, auction of the Reasonable Doubt album and that the case is still going? Right. What happened was because we weren't served with their papers properly, we didn't go to court initially. They gave us a a temporary restraining order for like four days. Then we came back. It was modified to specifically say that I can sell my interest in Rockefeller Incorporated, which is a third. Rockefeller Incorporated owns reasonable doubt for some reason that headline was never spoken about. Um, then he talks about that confusion is intentional so that the waters are muddy so that no one will buy my third. What I don't know is why. Jay and them and we all grew up together. We were cool then. Now Jay could have just called me and told me why it was that he didn't want me to sell my third. Culturally, as men, it might have been a lot cooler to call me. At this point, Excuse me. At this moment, I have no idea why they're so intent on me not selling my share that they would accuse me of doing something that I'm not doing. Hold on, guys. <clears throat>
All right, give me a sec. All right. Um, I forgot to do this. I had this on the whole time. All right. Okay, here we go. When was the last time you had a face-to-face -face conversation with Jay-Z to discuss any business or any anything personal? Business? Nothing. We haven't talked in years. We chose to go different paths. Personally, when my daughter was 15, she wanted to go see him in concert. So I took her to his concert and kicked it with him then. We haven't communicated so much after that. But for something like this, you can call someone before you sue them. This all seems kind of odd to me. Now, I don't want to muddy the waters either. I just wanted to be known that a judge ordered that I, in fact, can sell my third. Because a judge ordered that I will be selling my third at auction via NFT this week. It is happening. There's your exclusive announcement. If anyone interferes, that would be a violation of that judge judge's order. If you send a cease and desist, you're violating it. Don't violate the order. Let the sale go through. If you have an issue with it, call me. Let's do it like men. To me, it is embarrassing to deal with things in this way. Real men, people from the same culture, that know each other. They talk. At the end of the day, they chose this path. See, I think that I, I think that is what the outside world wants us to do. See two men from the same culture fight. That's what we always do, divide and conquer. Who are you working for? I don't know why you are so mad at me wanting to sell my third that you lie on me in court. I didn't get caught selling my third before this because I didn't try to sell my third before this. I'm not trying to sell everybody else's third, just mine. So that's a win for me. I'm going to sell it without anybody bothering me. I'm going to share my thoughts about all this. So I'm going to share my thoughts about this. So just um, hold on a minute here. Yeah, I have my I have my thoughts on this before I get to the next topic. So I'm going to keep going. All right. Sorry, I had to fix I had to fix my tablet. Anyway, um, it was perceived that your focus was on simply selling off reasonable doubt. Is that wrong? The misinformation was put out there from me selling my third of the company. It wasn't misconceived. It was a lie. Jay doesn't have the authority to move for Rockefeller. He gets all his lawyers and they make a case for Rockefeller against me. I'm still the CEO and director of Rockefeller, so that's questionable. Why are you pretending you are the boss when I'm the boss? They knew that I wasn't trying to sell the whole company, so why say it? It was a very intentional thing for them to do so that people would think that they cannot buy anything that I was selling, even that which is mine to sell. Their efforts were to 
all muddy the waters to discount this credit and devalue a property that I own. Why do this to me? Now they are calling meetings to change bylaws. What? I don't know why. It's like I'm in the twilight zone. Can you state what Rockefeller Incorporated entails and what it currently holds in total? Just reasonable doubt. Jay-Z's first album, we own the rights and everything affiliated with it. No other intellectual property that I'm aware of, not the publishing. I'm selling a third of Rockefeller Incorporated, which owns reasonable doubt. That's the only asset. Rockefeller LLC, which controls albums like Kanye West's, the college dropout and Jay-Z's The Blueprint was sold to Universal. That's where all the other albums are. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Rockefeller Incorporated only owns Reasonable Doubt. The one record we did before we hit it big that we did and own ourselves when we were younger so that it wasn't part of the LLC slash universal deal. What is your impression of what Jay-Z did at the end of June? After he seemingly won the reasonable doubt issue, he sold his own NFT of the cover's artwork, originally photographed by Jonathan uh, Menion, with whom he's having trouble, reinterpreted as heir to the throne with original artwork created by Derek Adams. Jay put it up through the NFT platform. He backs Bitsky. Um, <clears throat> I really didn't know how to take that. I didn't understand that move at all. The guy who did the art used to be in my gallery. That wasn't, that was even funnier to me. You have mentioned in the past that Jay did offer to buy your third, but that his was a lowball deal. How low? They offered me a million and a half, period. What would you say is, is a fair price for your portion of reasonable doubt? I don't really want to say before I sell it, but 30 million sounds fair. If you want to be in business with Jay-Z, if you want a piece of that first album, if you want to be a part of all that, then that money is worth it. Art is based on the beholder. This is art. This ain't about ego. This is about art. <clears throat> you and Jay-Z um, and Biggs, Burke held the original note on Rockefeller. Not so long ago, you said on the Social Proof podcast that Jay-Z's problems origin originally weren't with you, but with Biggs. Suddenly from recent Instagram posts, it would seem Jay and Biggs are hanging out and he's talking about Biggs like an old friend. What's your take on that? <clears throat> Initially, what happened with Rockefeller was that Jay was like, I want to get more of the money or I'm going to wreck the whole shit. I wasn't about that. Jay wanted to move forward without Biggs. I wasn't about that. He and Biggs got into it. 
then. That was the end of Rockefeller. That was back then, though. I don't know what's going on over there now. Sounds like he's voting and doing anything Jay tells him to do. I'm curious myself. No one has called me. I hope nothing fishy is going on. So you are dropping the Rockefeller Reasonable Doubt NFT. It's not going to be a secret. You'll see it. This is your warning. People are playing dirty. I don't know who is a double agent. Stein bid is 10 million. If Jay-Z read this and called you, what would you say? I say, let's talk. See, I never had a beef with Jay. I just read it in the papers. The problem seems contrived and funky. If we have a problem issues, this isn't emotional, it's business. There is a friendship to be valued and brotherhood to be respected. And the world should be able to see that people can talk this out. This, this ain't me swinging on him. This is him swinging on me. Real men can talk. We don't need lawyers. What are you currently doing when it comes to music? What way does that hold for Damien Dash Productions now? I'm in a rock band as Billy Pablo III, the lead singer of the Black Guns with an album called Therapy. I shot a rock you series about it all, where we look at each of our records and how they reflect what's going on now. Our new song is Fuck You, Pay Me. My next NFT is some of the artwork from that project. See, I'm fighting for art. The Rockefeller NFT wasn't just going to be one drop, then out. NFTs give you another outlet, another option. When I got offered 1.5 million, NFTs became my best option. I want to do the Damon Dash NFT gallery. That's next. After we're done with the first one, after this one, we'll have some fun. Sometimes when you take a block, you need to be disrupt disruptive. I didn't start this fight. I'm, tr I'm just trying to make things better for everybody. And don't mind the plan, you guys. This is this is this is something I can't control. Um, disruptive or not, Dash is currently in the middle of a situation that if he backs down, he loses face. And if he moves forward, he can be stripped of his assets and entail further legal headaches. How Dash would circumvent the court's previous ruling comes down to, in his estimation, Manhattan federal judge John Curran, yeah, Cronin's ruling not taking into consideration what Dash's lawyer, um, Natra J. Um, Behushin says is something of a loophole that when Rockefeller um, Incorporated was first created in 1996, no restrictions were written as to the transfer of its shares and that the shareholders never drew up bylaws at its start. Quote, 
As a New York corporation, restrictions have to come from the members of the corporation or bylaws as to the free transfer of the shares, states Behushman. In this case, there are no bylaws. We know this as a fact, as they have yet to vote on any bylaws. Yet it was the absence of said bylaws in the original 1996 contract that pushed Jay-Z and Burke into a so-called secret meeting on July 16th to create bylaws without their co-founder present in further attempt to block any auction or sale of his third. But Jay is not the director. I'm the director, says Dash. I'm the CEO. They're trying to make it look like they have to agree to let me sell. On July 15th, Dash's attorney on Behushin um, sought a temporary restraining order with the federal courts to block July 16th meeting between Jay-Z and Kareem Burke. On Friday, however, a federal judge blew that request out of the water. All that Dash could do if he takes issue with any outcome of Friday's meeting is to sue. As of July 19th, the minutes of the meeting between Jay-Z and Burke remain unknown. Behushin continues for 25 years. <clears throat> no one ever bothered to draw up bylaws. Why now? This happens to be a unique situation where, though, they set up in 1996. No one had ever, no one had, no one had a meeting, to be exact, of the three to discuss or make bylaws. Though the court order doesn't state this explicitly, um, there are no restrictions to Dash's ability to part his shares how he sees it. The status quo then is maintained. Whatever Damon was allowed to do prior to their court auction he could do he could do <clears throat> um he is free to part with those shares unless there are restrictions original put upon those shares um Bushin claims that in quote in this new related lawsuit we're telling the judge that if the company should be suing anybody it should be suing the party who is actually stealing from the company. That's S. S. Carter Enterprises LLC, which by all signs is Jay-Z's entertainment company. Whether it was in, whether it's in advent or intentional, the cat is out of the bag. Dash adds to that, or maybe he could explain the change go to spotify and look it doesn't say copyright rockefeller incorporated it says s carter one ejected party entertaining lawyer bernard and resnick looked over papers sent to variety from the court ruling by jay-z's legal team as well as dash's lawyer according to resnick damien dash is not allowed to sell the album reasonable doubt what he is allowed to sell. According to the court order, is his third of Rockefeller Incorporated, the company. 
what that says to me is that if Jay-Z wanted to buy from Damon, that the third of Rockefeller Incorporated and have all three thirds, then he could sell it as an NFT. Damon on his own cannot sell his share in that album. Um, <clears throat> the album is copyrighted material resonance continued and is created by musicians, not Damon Dash. Owning rights as a company doesn't mean he can create stuff and sell stuff representing that album without the consent of his Rockefeller Incorporated partners. Facts. It's hard for Damon to sell his third of an album because you can't buy a third of the notes or the lyrics, a piece of art. Still, he is not prohibited in selling his share of the company. But as an NFT, there's nothing to, to sell, according to the ruling, even though Reasonable Doubt is, a, is the sole asset of Rockefeller Incorporated. Dash can't sell or auction it. Opining on what why Jay-Z would not want Dash to sell his third via NFT, Resnick claims it is simple math. Quote, Jay-Z has always guarded his artistic output very carefully. It has never been in dispute that he is cautious and secretive in how he conducts his business. This comes down to controlling, according to the law, all his intent, intellectual property compositions and the recordings of those compositions. And don't mind the plain folks. One of the reasons that NFTs are popular is that they put forth the notion of scarcity, the ability to be the only kid on your block owning this thing, says Resnick. Um, also in quote, with an NFT, the owner can sell it to another person and so on. And written into its code is that the seller artist and the auctioneer makes money off of each sale. One reason that Damon wants to sell an NFT is because he could get re repeated payments as it is sold again and again down the line. He can turn it into more money now. And in the future, it would be a continuing source of revenue for him. Forbidding him to do that same dash could sell the company and not the album means one sale only, one and done. Jay-Z is trying to stop Damon because Jay-Z wouldn't be taking part in that auction sale and therefore he would not get money for any future sales. Jay-Z doesn't like that. He wants money anytime anyone buys his stuff. Okay, before we even go to the Joe Budden debacle, um, I like to say a few words. I like to say something, actually. It's not really a few words, but I'm just going to say this, though. The Reasonable Doubt album, which was, which was created in 1996, was by Jay-Z, not Dame Dash. Dame Dash didn't make the album. And there's a reason why um, Reasonable Doubt should not get sold. It's it's his property. Like, why are you trying to sell your why are you trying to sell something that's not yours? 
and there's another this is and there's another Dame Dash news that I would like to get to. This one is hilarious too. Hang on a minute here. Um this one's hilarious, and I actually got a look at that um that video clip and stuff. <laughs> and this is from hotnewhiphop.com. So hold on a minute here. All right, so in a clip caught by TMZ, Dave Dash walks directly into a glass window <laughs> preparing for an episode of the Cray podcast with Rob Weiss, Sean Chase, and O'Neill McKnight on Thursday while trying to enter the record rec- recording room. Dash walks first face <laughs> into the glass. <laughs> Clear glass in front of him. <laughs> the rap industry mogul will <laughs> be just fine. As the bump didn't appear too serious. <laughs> oh, man. That's just monetary lapse of awareness comes amidst a, a demanding legal battle with Jay-Z and Rockefeller which involves Dash's attempt to sell reasonable doubt, which was never going to happen anyway. So he lost that battle, folks. Earlier this week, he told Hip Hop DX that Jay was trying to devalue this asset. Lies. Honestly, I think this is corny, Dame explained. When, When asked about the legal battle, if there's an issue, yeah, um, just call me. Why? Do I have to hear it? Why do I have to get sued? Base Jay call me and tell me what the play is. But if you swing on me, I'm going to have to swing back. And when I say that, I'm saying now that I'm looking under the hood. It looks crazy, but I just do believe that I don't need all this. I'm trying to live my life. I'm the guy that's always saying this is what they want us to do. They want us to culture to fight each other for them, which they watch us. And that's exactly what's happening. He added that lawyer, Alex um, Spiros, literally tried to colonize my company. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, man. Listen, listen. I'm going to say this, man, for real. You have, look, you lost, man. You lost on this one, man. And just with that, <laughs> you ran you ran into a fucking glass window out of all things. <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you try to sell something that's not yours, man. It's part of Jay-Z's property. So I'm just like, listen. I guess the moral of the story to Dane Dane Dash's um, ridiculous debacle has to do with, you know, you can't sell something that's not yours. Once you try to sell something that's not yours, which is Jay-Z's property, you're going to get something coming back to you. Karma is going to hit you in the face like a sheet of ice. And at the end of the day, you got to take the L on this one.
And speaking of ticket L's, now we can go to the Joe Budden issue. Now, um, hold on a second, guys. Hold on a minute. That's not what I'm looking for. Okay, give me a second, folks. Um, trying to look for. No. Hang on, guys. Hang on. Okay. Um, no more in my situation. I'll talk about that. And then I'll talk about um, the situation with the other show. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a sec. All right. Um, we are going to talk about, we're going to talk about Joe Budden. I'll get to the Rory and Mal situation in a second. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk about this. I knew everybody was talking about this previously on their podcast. But as the name of the episode, um, you know, Joe Budden opened Pandora's box and decides to release the mo- unleash the monster out of it based on his ego and his stupidity so <clears throat> so this is according to source.com um and the story goes like this so dj olivia pope was one of the three women taped to host the see the thing is podcast on the joe Bunner network the toxicity. The entire network was championed as a platform by creators for creators and a place for female creators. But the former podcast co-host said she felt forced to depart from the show after Joe Biden sexually harassed her on air. Olivia made the accusations in a 25-minute video posted to Instagram, in quote, I am doing this video today to finally explain my departure from the See The Thing Is podcast, as well as the Joe Budden Network. I sat with this for three months, anxiously debating with myself if I feel comfortable enough to express my reasoning for my departure. In quote, she says, I'm here today, still uncomfortable, but I find the bravery to speak out on a very embarrassing situation. She continued, in quote, on January 18, 2021, Joe Budden sat in on a recording of the female-led podcast I was a part of and continuously made sexual suggested, suggestive to be exact. Remarks to me that made me extremely uncomfortable as well as fearful of dampening the mood if I didn't laugh along while he made those sexual remarks to me. 
those moments not only live on the internet forever, it was also forced me into the decision of quitting the podcast. <clears throat> the Brooklyn native, I didn't even know she was from Brooklyn, um, <clears throat> described the situation as traumatizing and embarrassing, but she decided to finally explain why she left what looked like a good opportunity. Olivia Dope highlighted that she had she never had any prior interactions with Joe Button, which he makes a mention of during the aforementioned episode. <clears throat> Quote, <clears throat> there's an editing in the recording because Joe says him and I should speak more because he been wanting to fuck me since we've met she said of one moment. Everyone in the studio laughed uncomfortably while one of my co-hosts confirmed that to be true. I am mortified by this revelation, not only because it it was done in front of the entire entire production staff, but it was done while we're recording audio as well as visual. Ah, <sighs> man. The dumbest shit that he's done, and I'll get to the Rory, Mar- Rory and Mal situation next. <clears throat> and and I gotta say, this is pretty terrible of what she went through. And this is like a nightmare from hell. And what I mean by nightmare from hell is the toxicity of Joe Budden's ego. That's why I named the episode Pandora's Box Monsters Unleashed because of his actions. And, and you know, I don't find it okay for a man to actually say something very inappropriate to what is a worker, what is a co-host, what is somebody you work in an office or whatever. That shit is, that shit is beyond corny to me. That shit is corny. And 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 no, I have not listened to his podcast. I can't even keep up with most of the episodes because I got two podcasts of my own that I'm doing right now. I ain't got time to be listening to his crazy ass antics. So this is just this is just me being on my own lane. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Be in my own lane, be in my own space. That is all. All right. Now that I got that out the way, let's continue. Let's continue. Um, Five minutes later, another edit was made to the podcast. Another edit happens because Joe makes another suggestion to having sex with me. Dope added, Joe makes a comment that I am throwing my singleness in his face. And he thought we were going to be a network power couple. Once again, I'm trying to laugh all of this off. Later in the episode, the former um, MC continued to make inappropriate comments and asked for a hug. In quote, it's 
un, unbeknownst to me until I actually watched back the episode that he was moving his lips while he was hugging me, um, she said. And and this is where it goes. Okay, when Olivia Dose said during the hug, Joe Budden asked for, he was moving his lips. I had to go see for myself and what the fuck. This is at the end of the podcast at the making sexual comments about her throughout the episode. This is her boss. I quit too, says Astro Teens. Okay, um, once I decided to quit, I informed my lawyer. She concluded my lawyer got on the phone with his lawyer and informed that these are the reasons my client is leaving this network. I then informed my castmates via text that I am not built for the Joe Burner Network. No one responded in that moment, and I was removed from that from the group chat. But I did speak to both of them a week after. Also, after my departure, Joe then went on his podcast and made this statement. If I hire any women, I'm going to want to fuck them bitches. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he shouldn't have said that shit, and this deserves a buzzer. And you wonder why nobody's listening to your podcast, and along with why every why um, your music career had tanked. And I'm pretty sure that you know you're gonna lose a lot of listeners after all this. So, so this is just. This is just ridiculous and crazy to me. Um, and this deserves, um, I'm not even gonna play the toilet sound. I'm not even gonna play it. I'm gonna just keep going with this story. <clears throat> These claims come after Joe Button pub- pub- publicly fired Rory and Mal from his popular podcast, which I will talk about that next. Um, <clears throat> Button has since apologized to the pair, but hasn't addressed Olivia Pope. No, excuse me, Olivia Dope's comments. Check out the entire episode that Olivia is referring to below and let us know your thoughts. All right, I'm going to go to the Rory and Mouse situation. All right. So, an article coined the variety has to do with the situation of the former co-host Rory and Mal. So <clears throat> podcaster Joe Bunn has fired his co-hosts and friends Rory Farrell and Jamil Mal Clay. According to social media posts and audio leak online, the former rapper and loving hip hop star has made the dynamics of the show's main talk is a focus of recent episodes as noted by a recent Variety article expounding on a late April pod-turned therapy session entitled Shaking the Tree. In episode 437 of the popular Joe Bunnan podcast, which counts nearly 1 million subscribers on YouTube and can also be heard on Apple and other audio platforms, the the T-Tooler, 
host is heard loudly berating Rory and Mount as the co-hosts of the six-year-old pod are known. Y'all will not, y'all not going to continue to treat these people this way. Y'all take that fucking dark energy, that arrogance and entitlement somewhere else. I say all that to say we gonna do this since Rory feels like he has so many options. And in quote, somehow he still feels he's running the show. He continues, quote, he still feels like he has choices and options. He feels like he's entitled to more. Rory, you are in breach of your contract. And from this point forward, you are fired. And you are not welcome back. Mal, I'm the person that has to say that. The the gal of you to think you are deserving the way that I am. He later repeated those words in social media posts. Along with those sudden firings, a more pressing question arises. Did Button also just quit his own podcast? Several tweets in the wake of the news suggest as much. When Danny at DBuck43 criticized Button for funding the sabotage of yourself, ironically enough, Button clapped back, I can't afford to. <laughs> the Joe Bunning podcast is beloved by fans for tackling sensitive subjects within the black community and getting into the weeds of hip hop and basketball. But there were clearly dark clouds ahead when Rory and Mal were absent from a handful of the streaming productions, weekly editions. Though the specific business issues between Button and his co-hosts were never aired on the podcast, social media suggested that equity and pay were the main issues for Rory and Mal, as each believed he was an equal contributor to the success of Joe Budden podcast. Um, quote, so this whole podcast beef has been um, Joe Budden refusing to give them equity while steadily increasing the workload, wrote Sample the Kid on Twitter. Pretty elements of the leak audio found Bunny ranting. Um, you niggas ain't you niggas ain't shit. You niggas ain't brought shit to be exact. Um, sorry to do that. Brought shit while daring Ma and Roy to get their own broadcasting deals and advertisers. You niggas can't can't audit. You niggas can sue. You you are gonna lose. He said, adding that he was long overpaid and overprotected Pharaoh. Another point of contention may very well be Bunny's rekindled friendship with his one-time everyday struggle complex network talk show co-host DJ Academics, a beef discussed by Academics here. Academics promised that he will have more to say on the subject on Wednesday with See y'all on Twitch today at 3 p.m. Class to stream incoming, I promise. Although he merely posted footage of him yelling insults over past button podcasts. No doubt the next widely available Joe Bunny podcast um, will rival previous episodes featuring Nicki Minaj and Pusha T when, when it comes to tune in counts. 
Okay. Um, okay, this is my take on this thing right here, man. Um, before I even go to the next topic, I have to really say this, though, man. Joe Biden did Rory and Mal dirty. And I really hate to say this, though, man. And you wonder why a lot of people is not going to listen to the Joe Biden podcast based on the stupid stunt that he did. And and this deserves a particular sound effect that that I need to actually do. And my question is, and I'm gonna tell, and I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell you something right now though. A guy who who decides to, um, you know, be insecure about certain things. And to take it out on on two guys is really fucked up, though. And you wonder why a lot of people are not going to listen to your shit anymore because of the stunt that you just pulled on two incidents. And that shit wasn't right what he did with Olivia, Olivia, um, Olivia, um, dope. And that shit wasn't right what he did with Rory and Ma. And that's why they have their own podcast right now. And I actually had a chance to listen to them. Um, before I get to that, the moral of the story to the Joe Bunning debacle and the nightmare shit, and this is why a lot of people won't listen to his show anymore. And and this sound effect deserves something like this. And there you have it. Now, I am going to go to the story about, I'm gonna go to the story about Rory and Mal. If I could find the story about this. Um, Wait. And as I I said before, I actually had a chance to listen to their podcast and I gotta say that it's, it's pretty interesting. Although they didn't really talk about the incident, but <clears throat> one of these days they'll probably um they'll probably talk about that. Um, let me see. I will, however, let me see. Let me see if I actually have anything to cover. Um, let's see. Give me a second. Give me a second. Um, okay, okay, okay. Now, hang on a minute, guys. All right, as I look, as I look for the young story, I am going to, I'm going to look up the story about uh, Rory and Miles um, podcast. I actually listened to it, like I said, though, and you know, I just find it pretty interesting, and um, I would have to say that you guys are more than welcome to actually check it out. Um, so let's see. Let me see. After leaving Joe Button, hold on. 
All right, let's get to this. I'm going to get to this story. Hold on a second, man. Yeah, I just read that part already with the with the firing and stuff. I just feel like that shit was just wrong, man. That shit was so wrong in so many levels. Um, that shit is nuts, man. Um, I guess I could go to the next topic. Hang on a minute. I do have something that I want to discuss. Hang on, guys. Hang on. All right. So, um, the next topic I'm going to talk about has to do with a skateboarder. Um, the skateboarder who has, and I'll break it down in, in a second. I'll break it down in a second, actually. So, here we go. You guys remember the skateboarder that was featured on TMZ Live months ago, right? The one that was riding the skateboard with the cranberry juice. And here's another complex story, which is going to be the last one. All right. So, according to Complex, nearly a year after going viral with his charming TikTok video, set to flee with Mac Dreams, Nathan Dogface. <laughs> oh man, Nathan Dogface Apodaca is launching his own cranberry flavored alcohol and beverage. Wow. I have to give an applause for this right now. That's interesting. That's very that's very interesting. And as I keep going with the story, TMZ reports Apodaca is teaming with Beatbox for a signature drink called Cranberry Dreams Cosmo, priced at $3.99, which is $4, folks. The beverage contains 11.11% alcohol, which is the equivalent of four light beers, TMZ notes. The drink launched Sunday, June 20th, in 2,000 liquor, grocery, and convenience stores, including chains like Circle K and Kroger. It will also be made available online later this month. As you already know, Apodaca became an online phenomenon last year after posting a TikTok of himself skateboarding down an Idaho highway while drinking Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice set to Fleetwood Max hit song dreams not after not long after the clip went viral ocean spray thankful for the spontaneous publicity give it get the apodaca a brand new truck full of his beloved cranberry cram raspberry flavored juice he later he later put together a selection of songs for a songs to skate to title playlist featuring dreams and countless other great tracks. Quote, it's just insane. I'm blessed and I'm happy that I'm being able to bless those around me. Apodaca told people back in November of his newfound fame and the thousands he received in donations. I didn't ever think 
any of this would happen from the video. I just blessed that it is happening. Wow. <clears throat> Once again, if you put your mind into something very creative, and especially you want to create your own drink, I'm guaranteed you're going to make things happen. And this is exactly what this guy did, though. And here's a round of applause for Apodaca. Um, let's see. Let's see if I covered everything. Yes, I did. Um, like I said, man, um, you can check out the Rory and Mal podcast on Spotify right now. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to um one of the latest episodes yet, but as I gather information, if they're gonna talk about their situation or not, but someday they might they might do so. So, um, this is more of a wait and see, guys. So anyway, if you like what you heard in today's episode, um, you can show some love by, by making a charitable nation, donation to my cash app, which is dollar sign capital G money stacks. That's dollar sign capital G M O N E Y capital S-T-A-C-K-Z, 555. That's Cash App. Um, and also, um, if you'd like to make a donation to my PayPal, you're more than welcome to do that. That's paypal.me slash gmoneystacks, Queens, New York. All right? This is not about breaking the bank and having a lot of money to do that. This is about uh, whatever amount you can you can um, afford to pitch in will be appreciated, and this helps the show grow even more. So it's about doing your best of what you can afford, and I know times is hard with the pandemic going on, still going on. Um but it's also about you doing your best on what you can afford, all right? Now, um, I do want to go over some stuff on where you can actually listen to the podcast episodes. Um, first and foremost, um, Let's see. All right. So, streaming platforms on the go. All right. Um, you can listen to off the meat track chain, off the meat rack chains. Excuse me, off the meat rack chains. New York podcast episodes on the go. Um, by going to Anchor. We're on Audio Burst. We're on Breaker. We're on Deezer. Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Podorama. 
um, Pod Chaser, Pod Friend, Pod Bay. Um, also, don't forget to go to Pod Chaser and Pod Friend to leave us a five star rating. Tell us what you think about the episodes, the topics of what was discussed, and what we could do better. And you get the gist of it. Um, also, we are on a new audio streaming platform, which is Reason FM. We are on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. TuneIn Radio. And don't forget to listen to Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast episodes on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and last but not least, the YouTube. I need y'all to do y'all part by subscribing to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to enable alerts alongside with the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the show goes in the air live via live stream. Upcoming episodes, previous episodes, be sure to leave a like and a comment with the episodes along with the topics. Don't forget to don't forget to rate. Don't forget to download your favorite episodes. It helps the show um, grow even more too. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. Be sure to be sure to share the podcast along with the also share the videos too. Share the videos of the episodes and share the podcast along with the audio streaming platforms that I just discussed on um with the audio streaming platforms with your friends. All right. And now we go to the streaming pl- excuse me, we go to the social media handles. You can find off the meat rack chains New York podcast on Facebook, which is all on all in one word. Um, which is the same name as Instagram, Facebook and Instagram, which is um, Off the Meat Rat Chains NY Podcast. Um, Also on Instagram, alongside with my other podcast you can follow, which is Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast um, on Instagram as well. And also, you can you can follow um, the YouTube channel of Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast as well because I'm not gonna be doing Twitch for a while. I'm mostly gonna record um, the episodes of Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast on YouTube for the time being until I figure out a way how to how to um, how to you know prevent the videos from being deleted. It's complicated, so I'm not even going to really um, get into too much detail about that. Um, I will say this, though. I'm sorry about that. Um, I will say that um, you can also follow me on my primary handle, which is gmoneystacks555 in Queens, New York, on Instagram as well. Um. And I believe that's going to do it for this episode. Um, Listen, I know you guys probably wonder why I took this two-week hiatus. 
I did it for me and because of my um because of the situation with um I want to make sure that um that my mental health is good and I want to um be sure that you know I'm not going through too much peer pressure whatsoever and also um um my laptop's down that's why I'm using um a, t a tablet so I have to wait probably um until this month of the 18th of August to get a new one hopefully I get it hopefully I get it and and by the time I get it then I'll probably let you know on my third venture of a sports podcast that I'm going to do but I haven't decided on the date yet so that's going to be like a wait and see all right um also I would like to say um an inspiring quote like I always say at the end of the show which is if you have a dream of being a podcaster host and you would like to create a podcast like I'm doing right now or don't let anybody stop you from from doing that because at the end of the day you're trying to look for something that makes you happy you're not trying to make nobody nobody else happy the only person that you're doing it for is for you and also be sure to reach out to your loved ones your your um your family members your your friends your, your um boyfriends girlfriends husbands wives um because because um you know i always talk about how mental health is important and you know that person might be fine on the on the outside but that person might be might not be on the inside so you don't have to wait every year for mental health awareness in may every year to reach out to somebody and there is no good time to reach out to some there's no good time to reach out so you just go with your instincts and just go ahead and just reach out i know i'm trying to do my part I'm trying to do my part right now. And, and you know, with that being said, yo, listen, I like to say thank you to every listener out there that's been tuning in all around the world, the USA, Canada, um, Long Island, the five boroughs of New York. I just found out recently that that this show off the meat rat chains new york podcast has over 1k plays that's right 1k plays over a thousand plays how about that for success and it's lit Yeah, we're going to go out with a bang, man, right now.
Yeah. And like I always say at the end of the show, um, don't let these online flizzies, aka aka the crazy, the crazy um clown burgers. You know what you do? You eat them up for lunch like this. And listen, um, like I said, man, I'm sorry for unplugging the the um the charger and stuff. Um, that was my that was my fault. I didn't mean to do that. Um, I was trying to get a little comfortable while I'm sitting down, so I do apologize for that one. And and like I always like I like I always say, thank you for listening, tuning in, and rocking with me. And also be sure to tune in to Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast every Wednesday, every Thursday at 6 p.m. And Saturdays um, is at a new time, 8 p.m. It's no longer 7 p.m. anymore because of my work schedule. So 8 p.m. is going to be the time. And also... Be sure to tune in to my other show, which is Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, which is 6 p.m. on Tuesdays, Saturdays at 9 p.m. And I'm hoping that I'm able to record on Sunday around 6 p.m. as well. So, so I'll let you know what's going on with that one. And and that's and that's it, man. I'm G Money Stacks. I'm clocking out. Thank you for listening, watching, and rocking with me. Peace and one love. Be sure to stay safe. Be sure to stay masked up with the crazy Delta variants that's going on right now. Don't do anything reckless. I know I wouldn't do it, but have a good night. One love. Hold on.
Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast. O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z N Y P O D C A S T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio stream choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.